SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Warning. The following program contains shocking content that may give you a better or worse than pessimistic hope on anything you like, especially when it comes to your love of sports, entertainment, and even your own morning culinary experiences. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. How is that team winning 25 games? That's 25 and 35. Boy, it's tough not to like the under on Miami games. They are going to be as bad as they were last year. You call these bagels? It's Bagels and Bad Beats with Scott Wetzel. To bagels and bad on this opening day, Thursday, July 23rd of the baseball season. This is Scott Wetzel sitting in for the next two hours, taking your phone calls as we always do. 844-843-6879. Again, toll free, 844-843-6879. You want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet. It is at Opposite Picks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E, Picks, P-I-C-K-S. You want to email me, go to the website. Uh, hit the contact Scott icon at oppositepicks.com and fire away emails, tweets, phone calls again on a glorious Thursday, July 23rd edition of Bagels and Bad Beats with yours truly. Opening day in baseball. How about that? Anybody home at MLB Plaza? Uh, so who are we betting on, Mr. Vegas? LA's betting on Mookie. Pittsburgh says get lost. Putting a, Pulling a Woody. Uh, Trout's not swimming upstream. Four words we never thought we'd ever say. Brady says, can't we all be friends? NFL needs to pick its poison. Keep it an eye on Zion, and uh, let's play one more. And we'll get to all those stories again, plus your phone calls, emails, and tweets right here on the Bagels and Bad Beats for a uh, Thursday, July 23rd. Well, yes, it is a Major League Baseball. The season does begin today with two games. we got the Stanks and Washington Nationals. Naturally, they're going to put the Nationals on because they're the defending champs, and of course, naturally, they're going to put the Stankies on because uh, we all know we're going to get the Stankies thrown down our throats all season long by Major League Baseball and the four-letter network. The late game, we have the Dodgers and San Francisco Giants, and then the full slate of games really tomorrow, but uh, we kick it off. They're trying to steal this idea from the NFL. Two headline games, which I suppose I'm fine with. But uh, there you go. Baseball season is here. I'll give you all the bets, all the prop bets, all the other plays that we're going to have. Our World Series champs over under team totals, and uh, and a couple of other little tidbits uh, pertaining to Major League Baseball. So we'll get all that out today. We'll get some football news to get to as well. Big day into Thursday. Maybe some bad beats. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Try my disgusting bagel. Now, back to bagels and bad beats with Scott Wetzel. Obviously, um, since last time I talked to you guys, um, you know, I was up in the air about playing. Obviously, I'm I'm playing. Um, it's definitely been great so far. Um, not 
I don't think we had any positives. We might have a couple early, but uh, yeah, the guy's been respectful uh, of others. Everybody's taking uh, responsibility to, you know, wear a mask and, you know, social distance and just be safe. And, you know, we're seeing that the results are there. Um, just got to, just got to pick it up and, and stay on it when we go on the road, you know, traveling, obviously people say that traveling, you can get it, uh, going to different cities, going into the diff- different cities where it's really, you know, bad right now, it's going to be, it's going to be tough. So, um, you know, as of right now, everything's great. Here it comes. That pitch is hit in the air to left center field. Back goes Marte at the track, at the wall, and gone. That's why it's uncomfortable. Three-run shot for Betts and a five-spot for the Dodgers here in the second. say that you know there was a long time when I didn't think baseball was going to happen because I didn't think the NBA or the NHL was going to happen either but it looks like those two sports are going to be true uh, in the next week and week and a half as well. Bagels and Bad Beats on this Thursday 844-843-6879 heard there from Mookie Betts uh, the home run uh, LA Dodgers call third, uh, right here on Bagels and Bad Beats and as well as uh, uh, Mike Trout I, mean, I could sleep better at night knowing Mike Trout's going to be playing Major League Baseball well, what a bozo I, I, I'd say I, I've long said he's the most overrated player maybe in the history of the game. And, you know, knowing that he was just sending out tweets when his wife was pregnant. Oh, by the way, you know, when and where, when and where, when and where. So Major League Baseball says, okay, here's when and here's where. And now all of a sudden he had doubts because he just realized, he just woke up and realized, oh, my wife's about to get birth next month. Well, I didn't realize that. You know what? So maybe I won't play. So back and forth they went, and now he says that the, he is going to play. Well, thank goodness for that. So, yeah, I mean, baseball couldn't go on without Mike Trout being in a uniform. No, of course not. Of course not. We'll get to the uh, over-unders and all the plays that we're going to have in Major League Baseball, but only Major League Baseball would kind of trump itself with its own news. And they did that yesterday by announcing releasing you know, that they're actually considering on expanding the playoffs, not for – Two years from now, when the new collective bargaining agreement kicks in, not for next year. We're talking about this year. Yeah, the the, the season that starts today, they're thinking about expanding the playoffs from the situation where it is now 10 teams to 16. So today, today's season gets underway in about, uh, oh, I don't know, 12 hours or so. And they're thinking about changing the playoff format. I mean, how ridiculous is that? Is anybody home in Major League Baseball? Hello? I mean, you just think you can throw these things out there, make them stick, and hopefully people buy into that? I mean, you have three. It's a dumb idea to begin with, but the fact that, I mean, think about this. You have two of them. You couldn't have come up with two more crazy, you know, important issues on the day the season is supposed to start than what they have right now. They're thinking about changing the playoff format on a day in which the season is beginning. And then they have a team, the Toronto Blue Jays, who don't know where they're (laughs) going to be playing their home games yet. I I mean, it is just today is the day the season gets underway. The Blue Jays still have no idea. Pittsburgh said thanks, but no thanks. Uh, We got too much stuff going on with the coronavirus, so uh, get lost. So we don't want you. So now Toronto is is searching for a home. I'm guessing it's going to be up in Buffalo. Anybody home? Hey, where where, where they're uh, 
their uh, spring training stuff is and where the AAA team is. You know, they don't want that. The players don't want that anyway. They want to play in a real stadium with real facilities and everything else. But, I, I you know, that's probably their last resort. But where are they going to go at this point, right? Toronto doesn't want them. Canada doesn't want them. Pittsburgh doesn't want I mean, when Pittsburgh doesn't want you, no offense, Pittsburgh, but when Pittsburgh doesn't want you, you know the situation is pretty bad. So uh, here is, is the start of Major League Baseball, and Toronto doesn't know where it's playing. And then we don't even know the, the official playoff format. I, I mean, you talk about just crazy. You know, if I would have told you this was an independent league or single leg, you'd say, well, that, that's kind of goofy and dopey, but it is what it is. But it's Major League Baseball. We're starting the season today, and we don't know how many teams are going to be in the postseason. I mean, how moronic is that? And we don't know where the Blue Jays are going to be playing their games. Now, they ha fortunately, knock on wood, I suppose, start the season on the road. So their first home game isn't until next week. But still, the season's underway. Uh, it's just crazy. And as far as the playoffs go, I mean, really think about this. There's only three divisions. You know, I'm not a big expand the postseason guy, generally speaking. I don't mind things. I don't mind the wild card with 162 games. Um, you know, even if you wanted to throw another wild card team in there, considering there's three divisions, I'd even be okay with that. I would six teams overall, get the first two buys, and then have uh, three battle six and four battle five, and the survivors take on the top two seeds. That that I'm okay with that. But five. Now I'll admit, National League last year it wouldn't have been that bad. You would have had the 84 and 78 Chicago Cubs make the postseason as the fifth wild card team, or at least the you know the fifth. Uh, playoff team. Well, the fifth wild card team, yeah. Eight teams making it. Three division winners and five wild card teams. They would have been the fifth one. You can live with an 84 and 78 team. You know, that, that's not too bad. However, in the American League, it would have been the Texas Rangers. The reverse them. 78 and 84. Six games under 500. No one gives a rat's behind about Texas Rangers. They would have made the wild card. That's how crazy that puts it into perspective of what eight postseason teams would mean for the playoffs. And it's just what is the point? You know, yeah, you might be be able to come up with a way. I don't know how they would do it with five wild card teams. I guess they would give the first two uh, division winners the best records buys and then and go from there with the remaining six. But then how are you going to divide the six? I mean, would you go one? You know, would there be no real advantage point being? especially this year where it looks like there won't be a home field advantage as far as crowds are concerned. So what would be the difference between winning your division and being even the number fifth wild card if they're going to just pair them up one through eight? I mean, so you can play your games at home in your empty stadium versus on the road in their empty stadium. So you're going to lose the incentive. You're going to get more teams that are going to be trying at the end of the year, but the teams that are going to be really good, the Stanks, the Dodgers, you know, uh, the Astros pick a team. There's going to be no incentive for them to play. I mean, they're going to have basically a, a spot clinched halfway through their season, for goodness sake. I mean, literally halfway through their season, the Stankies figured to be, you know, 20 and 10 at worst, right? Well, those 10 games over 500, no doubt, will put them in, in a wild card spot at worst. Up uh, Number five wild card spots. It, it's just dopey. You can't have that many teams. What's the point? There's nobody going to the games anyway. For TV purposes? Is anybody going to sit back and watch a Texas Rangers versus, uh, you know, Detroit Tigers playoff series because the Tigers happen to finish 500? You know, it, that's just dumb. That, that, that is just over the top. Again, you want to add one more? Okay, fine. 
five wild card teams, eight teams in each conference making the postseason. Dumb. Just, just dumb. Especially when you consider that you have the AL East playing the NL East and the AL Central playing the National League Central and West and the West. You know, you don't even have the AL East playing the AL Central or the AL West like they surely could have. I, I mean, it still doesn't make any sense to me why you have the AL East playing the NL East when they just as easily could have been playing another team in their own conference. I mean, either if they, even if they have to fly out West, what's the difference? You know, look at all the teams that are in the East. You're still hopping on a plane. You're flying to Atlanta. You're flying to Miami. It's really not that big a difference versus flying to Chicago to take on the White Sox or flying to Cleveland to take on the Indians, is it not? I mean, just that's Major League Baseball. I tell you, Major League Baseball took a major hit this offseason between the negotiations with the players and uh, bumbling this, uh, you know, postseason stuff and not knowing where Toronto was playing. It's, what, a, what a goof. Just an absolute goof. And then we got good old Mookie Betts, who really, you know, he tricked us. He, he did. Uh, I must say, I thought for sure, well, I didn't think for sure, but I thought there was a chance he was going to re-sign with Boston when he was liking all those tweets uh, the other day about, you know, him in a Red Sox uniform. And lo and behold, the Wetzel Black Cloud strikes again as uh, 24 hours later, he announces his agreement on a $300-plus million deal to re-up the L.A. Dodgers. Wow. Sad but true. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The SportsGrid Network. Try my disgusting bagel. Now, back to bagels and bad beats with Scott Wetzel. It is going to be a little, you know, leery, I guess. You know, like you say, getting on a train, you know, traveling to a different city. We've kind of been in our own little bubble here in New York, our own little bubble in Tampa. So I think kind of leaving that bubble is going to be uh, a little difficult. But this is what we signed up for. We wouldn't have signed up for these, you know, for this if we weren't aware of the risk and what we had to kind of face, you know, these next couple of months. But... This team, we're, the Yankees have prepared us well. You know, they've, you know, given us the do's and don'ts, what to do. So I think just as a team and an organization, we're going to do our best to keep everybody safe. And I think, um, I think we're going to be all right. Definitely different. I know the, they got the crowd noise and they're trying to, you know, add that in there. But it, it's, it's not the same as, you know, a packed out Yankee stadium, on, you know, Mets-Yankees game or even being at City Field, Mets, you know, uh, Yankees game or, you know, even when the Phillies come, you know, and the atmosphere we got. So, so it's a little different, but it's still competition. You know, we're still, you know, out there ready to compete. You know, I don't, I don't think the outside noise or outside things are going to change, you know, the competition and type of play we got. Bagels and Bad Beats on a Thursday morning, 844-843-6879 on this July 23rd. Again, 844-843-6879. We'll hit the phones here in a sec. Aaron Judge of the Stanks who opened up the season against the Washington Nationals later on tonight. Stanks is slight minus 130 favorite. And then you got the Dodgers and uh, San Francisco Giants. Dodgers, a monster two-to-one favorite in that game. We'll get to some of the baseball stuff that we're going to play all season long. We got the, the wins. The uh, totals uh, for baseball teams. I got the uh, five or six that I really like. You got the, the World Series odds 
Got to put the black cloud on the stanky. There's some prop bets all pertaining to FanDuel. We'll look at their numbers, and uh, we'll do all that probably next hour. But baseball is back, so Aaron Judge. And I think, you know what, I hate to say it, stanky fans. Well, Red Sox fans, uh, I think Judge is in for a monster year, if obviously he can stay healthy. But um, the way he's been hitting the ball this preseason, uh, I think, you know what, I think this is going to be the Red Sox' worst nightmare season. I really do. I think Boston is probably going to end up being lousy because they have no pitching. Uh, their lineup is second to none, but their pitching is brutal, and I think it's going to be the Stankies' year. Only 60 games. They got the two big guys at the top, Tanaka and Garrett Cole. They can match up someone with the World Series, whether it's the uh, probably Dodgers or Nationals. It's uh, It could be a long, long year. And then you throw Mookie Betts on top of that. Yesterday, again, agreeing at a 12-year, $365 million extension. I mean, think about that. Now, that may sound watered down a little bit because we just got through the Patrick Mahomes, you know, $460 plus million extension with the Kansas City Chefs over in the NFL. So uh, yeah, 365 is like water under the bridge. No big deal. That's that's nothing. But put it into perspective. Remember this time last year, or at least, you know, this time last year and, and two months earlier, we were all wondering whether Bryce Harper and Manny Machado would get their $300 million. Remember that? Remember, the, remember those conversations? Remember how long it took? You know, October, the baseball season ended, Nats win. We all think, okay, once free agency hits, there's going to be a bidding war for these two guys. And then November finishes out, and November finishes out, and then December finishes out, and January finishes out. And, like, it's, you know, when are these guys ever going to sign? Is anyone ever going to give them this kind of money? There's no way. No one's giving these two guys $300 million. No freaking way, right? And then the, the Philadelphia Phillies kind of come out of the woodwork there, and uh, they finagle it where they, they give him this 13-year contract. So they're giving him his $300 million, but they're spreading it way out. Same thing with Machado and the San Diego Padres. He ends up getting his $300 million, but the debates we had, on whether that was going to occur or not, just, you know, endless, right? Just endless. So when you say $365 million, while it may pale in comparison, again, to Pat Mahomes, $450-plus million, think about where we were just last year. He, he blew those guys out of the water. I mean, I know Mike Trout did as well this offseason, and this is still a little bit less than Trout, but when you consider we were debating on $300 million a year ago, and now you have two guys making close to $400 million with Bet's current one-year deal at $27 million. He gets now, he's under contract 13 years, $392 million for a baseball player. Wow. Now, it breaks down to about $30 million a year, which in the end is not, you know, uh, crazy, crazy, crazy. You know, dare I even say that? But it's the commitment. 13 years. He's going to be 40. 40. I mean, do, do they not look at these contracts? Do they not look at the Giancarlo Stanton and his idiotic contract that the Marlins gave him and the dopey Stankies were willing to take on? Do they not look at the LA Angels right down the street, for goodness sakes, with Albert Pujols' contract? Do they not look at the Detroit Tigers and Miggy Cabrera's contract and how that's killing that franchise? I mean, you know, there aren't very many, and I know they've done stories on this. There really are not many contracts. Maybe Aroid with the Texas Rangers. That might be the one. But other than that, there hasn't been a contract that was given out 10-plus years that has really worked out in the, in the, uh, the team's favor. It really hasn't. You know, it's just, it's, it's just remarkable 
how these teams, though, continue to make these commitments year after year after year with one more ridiculous contract after another. I mean, 13 years. I get four. I understand five. You want to make it the face of your franchise? Okay, six years. I get that. Seven, you know, and now you're starting to push it here a little bit. Eight, no. Nine, what are you, nuts? Ten, what are you, bonkers? Eleven, you should be on drugs. Twelve, well, you know, what are you, now you got to go to a baker's dozen. I really, I would like to be in, and I said this on my podcast yesterday, I'd like to have been in the negotiating room when the Dodgers said, all right, we'll give you a, uh, you know, an 11, a new 11-year contract. So you get 12 years locked in with the L.A. franchise. And, and Bet said, nah, man, nah, nah, 12 years not enough. I, I need one more. I need 13 years. Not signing with, with 12 years. 12 years at uh, 320, 25 million, whatever it would have been. Nah, that, that, that's not enough. I need a 13th year. And then the Dodgers dopingly said, okay, sure, we'll give you 13 years. Whatever you want, move. I mean, you know, was there any negotiating? You know, that, that's why I, I laugh with the Kansas City, you know, uh, or the Cleveland Browns. They're not so much the chefs because they actually did a halfway decent job not having that many years guaranteed with Mahomes. But when, when the Browns uh, GM and front office folks were, were pounding their chest because they got Miles Garrett to sign an extension, and I'm like, well, well yeah, you dopes. You gave him the most money in the history of the NFL on the defensive side of the ball. You don't have to be a genius to negotiate that contract. I mean, you're the GM. You're making how much money, and, and you're proud of yourself because you signed a deal that a five-year-old could sign with a player? Same thing here with the Dodgers. You know, I mean, what genius negotiated this contract? What was Mookie asking for? that the Dodgers had to negotiate down from? Anything? I mean, or did they just hand Mookie a blank check and say, you know what, we're screwed. You know, we might not have a season this year, so we don't want to lose you and give up a couple of decent players and end up getting nothing out of you. So here's a blank check. Go ahead and fill it out. I mean, it's, it sounds like basically that's what they did. Wow. 13 years, $392 million, $65 million signing bonus. What do you do with that? I mean, you know, it's probably not given to you in a check, right? It's, it's electronically sent to you, but, you know, never been a multi-gazillionaire. How does that work? You know, I mean, most banks will only insure you up to a couple of million dollars. So is it going, you know, overseas? Is it going to the local Louis the Lip? Is he going to invest it in his business? I mean, what does one do? What, when, some, when Mookie Betts wakes up this morning, and realizes he's just been given $65 million. I mean, does he put it in his little bank book like we used to have as kids and get his 4% interest or 3 or 2 or whatever it actually is now, probably about 1%, to tell you the truth. I mean, what does one do with $65 million? Do they launder it overseas? Do they go to the you know local city bank and say, listen, I got $65 million here. Well, you know, what kind of rates are you going to give me? I mean, I, I don't know. I'd like to talk to a financial advisor. I really would. I'd like to get a financial advisor. A buddy of mine does that. I may have him on. Big time, big time Mets fan. Long time season ticket holder. Used to do a business show with him. I may have him on, actually, and just ask him stuff like that. Well, what does one do when they get eight-figure paychecks, you know, every month, uh, like football, baseball players, and NBA players especially do? So uh, I thought, I, like I said, Red Sox fans, I thought we had a shot. You know, when he was uh, resetting those tweets and Instagrams and whatever, whatever it was out yesterday, uh, you know, liking him in a Red Sox uniform, I thought maybe, just maybe. I, I thought maybe, just maybe we had a shot at resigning him after this season. But, you know, definitely not. And now when you look back on it, you know, this is what, you know, but, but you know what, this is the going rate. So, um, 
you know, Red Sox, could the Red Sox have ponied up, you know, 12 years, $365 million? You know, I suppose so, right? I mean, if the Dodgers can do it, if the Angels can do it with Trout, if the Tigers can do it with Biggie, albeit a few years back, obviously, if the Stanks can afford it, you know, then that, that's the going rate of a, of a championship player. And he is a championship player. He's a terrific player. I think he's the best player in baseball when you consider everything. His availability, his defense, his arm is second to none in right field. His bats, his clutch hits. He's got World Series on his resume, unlike Mike Trout. Thank you very much. You know, Betts has actually performed in a postseason. So, although he wasn't great in the World Series last year, admittedly. But he has that on his resume. I mean, he's the best player in baseball. So, that's what it costs. You, you, you want to play in the game or not? It's, it's not like he got a $50 million a year crazy contract. I mean... He got the going rate, and and maybe when everything is said and done, the Dodgers will have the last laugh. I, I you know, who knows? But as a fan, you know, if I'm a Dodger fan, I don't care what they paid him. You know, what do I care? It's not my money. You know, it's still gonna cost me a hundred dollars a ticket. I still gotta sit three hours of traffic. It's still gonna cost me, you know, fifteen bucks for a Budweiser, whether they sign Mookie Betts or not. So go ahead and sign up, give him whatever it takes to get a World Series in our, you know, backyard. So, and that's, you know, kind of how the Red Sox fans should feel. At least that's how I feel. I don't care. You know, it's still going to cost me a hundred bucks to go to a Fenway park. Still going to cost me 60 freaking dollars to park. It's still going to cost me $10 for a hot dog, whether they have Mookie Betts in the, on their lineup or not. So uh, Dodgers came through with the Red Sox did not. Some people think it's make the Red Sox look good, understanding how much he eventually got, but not me. That That's the going rate. So you want to get in the game, get in the game. All right, folks, what's coming up next? 844 SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Bagel. Now, back to Bagels and Bad Beats with Scott Wetzel. Uh, he's day-to-day, and, uh, um, you know, we hope, uh, hopefully he'll be ready on, on Friday, but, uh, you know, we'll analyze him tomorrow and, uh, and see where he is in the morning. Cause usually probably the second, the, the day after the, or the day after that, he's pretty sore. So we'll see. thought he was strong, you know, fastball had, had life to it. Um, I thought the stuff was pretty good and I thought it was just an important step of, uh, obviously getting back out there and facing hitters. You know, I think he th- ended up throwing 20 pitches. So, um, I was really encouraged by what I saw. You know, now he'll he'll go on his five day, and the plan will be, um, you know, throw a bullpen in between, obviously, and then throw in Scranton. You know, hopefully up to you know whatever it's thirty, thirty five, forty pitches, and then uh, potentially be in a position to uh, to join us. Bagels and Bad Beats on a Thursday morning, 844-843-6879. Those are the words from Dusty Baker, which is funny because when you hear Dusty Baker and then you see the San Francisco Giants on the schedule tonight, you automatically think, okay, he's talking about his Giants, and then you got to you know do a double take and realize, nope, he's the skipper of the uh, not Washington Nationals anymore. 
but uh, the uh, Houston Astros. So Jose Altuve and his knee issues, giving the Astros some issues. And then you got Aaron Boone, stanky manager, talking about uh, Tanaka and whether he's going to be able to pitch after getting beaned uh, about, a, about a week and a half or so. So it sounds like things are going well for him. You know, a couple of quickies here. How bad are things for the Baltimore Orioles? When you consider, you know, Gary Cole is starting for the Stanks, Scherzer for the Nats tonight. You got Johnny Cueto, not bad for the Giants. Uh, Kershaw for the Dodgers. Uh, DeGrom for the Mets tomorrow. You know, you got the Morton for Tampa Bay tomorrow as well. Uh, Woodruff for the Brewers. Nola for the Phillies, you know. Uh, Bieber for the Indians, you know, and even Lance Lynn for the Texas Rangers, not bad. Then you go to the Baltimore Orioles. Their opening day best pitcher that they have, Tommy Malone. (laughs) Anyone thinking things are going to be different this year for the Baltimore Orioles, all you have to do is know that of all the pitchers that they could have put out there, opening day, it's Vagabond, bounce around the league, Tommy Malone. Wow. That, you know, if if you needed uh, uh, what's the difference between the best teams in baseball and the worst teams, there you go. Right there. Right, right, right there. And I am interested to see how uh, the boys in Vegas adjust their lines with real no home field advantage for these teams. Um, You know, looking at the lines from today and then the games tomorrow, there is, you know, definitely an advantage. Um, You know, the Mets with DeGrom tomorrow. At home against uh, Soroka for the Braves, a, a minus 140 favorite. Now, if that was that game in Atlanta with no one there, I, I bet the Braves would be at, at worst pick them. I, I don't think the Mets would be a minus 140 favorite. I'll, I'll tell you that. Uh, Cincinnati, you know, laying a buck 80, almost two to one on the Red. Boy, people are all over the Reds and the White Sox this year. Uh, but the Reds at minus 180 tomorrow against the Tigers. Now, the Tigers stink. But again, if that game was in Detroit, uh, I don't think the Reds would be minus 180. Um, you got the Nats tonight at home. That That's not that big a deal, uh, getting some odds. Uh, how about the Indians against Kansas City? You know, Kansas City is a, a plus 176 dog. Indians minus 2-1. to one. If that game was in Kansas City, would, would Cleveland be a 2-1 to one favorite? I, I kind of doubt it. So on the surface, it really doesn't look like the boys in Vegas have adjusted their lines at all for having nobody in the stands. I am. You know, the Astros. Now, listen, the Astros are good. I get that. Seattle stinks. I get that. But uh, Houston is minus 280 tomorrow night. Minus 280. Would they be minus 280 at Seattle with no one in the stands? I kind of doubt that. I I do doubt that. So it doesn't appear that the boys in Vegas have adjusted their lines. And as far as over-unders, I told you yesterday, I I think as a prevailing theory, I I think you're going to have a lot of runs scored in baseball, a lot of points scored in the NBA and low-scoring games in the NHL. And tomorrow's numbers and tonight's numbers, pretty modest. Stanks National, 7.5. Well, you know, it, it is Cole and Scherzer, so you understand that. And uh, 8 for the Giants and Dodgers. Again, Cueto and Kershaw. You're getting all the aces, so maybe that's why the, all these numbers are going to be low. But Braves and Mets, 7. Tigers, Reds, 8.5. I'll, I'll take over 8.5 with Sonny Gray on the hill and, and uh, Boyd for the Tigers. Uh, Rays and Jays, 7. Eight and a half for Phillies Marlins. And Marlins have actually putting some runs on the board. Eight and a half for Brewers Cubs. Are all these modest numbers. Eight and a half Indians Royals. Nine and a half Red Sox Orioles. I, I'm telling you what, I would be betting over on every single Baltimore and Red Sox game. Both of them. Orioles can score some runs. They just can't stop people from scoring runs. Uh, you know, so nine and a half for Texas and the Rocks. 
eight and a half for White Sox uh, Twins. So they're all nine and a half. I think nine and a half was the one that we saw was the highest, the Red Sox one. That was it. Everything else was eight and a half or nine and a half or nine or lower. Uh, really eight and a half or lower. So, but again, all the aces are on the hill. But I'm, I'm just curious to see how the boys in Vegas will adjust. But I do think we're going to get some uh, some runs scored this. Uh, I was going to say preseason, but this regular season. All right, eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. To the phones we go. We'll start with our good buddy Johnny in Manhattan, who kicks off the program. I don't know if you're actually a pet. Got it. I think Snake is fan, though. Uh, I'm gonna pick one. Welcome to Bagels and Bad Beats on this Thursday. Uh, did you ask me who I'm rooting for, Scott? Yeah, are you a Mets fan or is or a uh, Yankee fan? Uh, I'm a Yankee fan. I don't really like minor league baseball, so I don't root for the Mets. <laughs> Cute. Uh, very cute. It might be their year you know, this you year. Were God, you were mentioning uh, Tommy Malone, and I thought maybe I'd missed a couple episodes of Ray Donovan. No, very nice. Very nice. Or or uh, wasn't there a, a Tommy Malone in uh, Cheers as well? It, it certainly sounds like the kind of name that would be hanging out in a bar for sure, uh, Scott. Yeah. You also were uh, talking about how does um, someone like Mahomes actually realize his paycheck? Does he run to the bank? There's so many um, zeros in those paychecks. It reminded me of a story about Ricky Henderson, who was given a $1 million signing bonus by the A's before the 1982 season, I think it was. (laughs) And the accounting um, department in the A's organization realized that there was some some money missing. The check had never been deposited, so they thought maybe someone was embezzling they did a little investigation it turned out that ricky henderson had framed this uh one million dollar paycheck and it was just you know in his office in his house it is literally the paycheck he framed it and he never deposited it you know it's crazy <laughs> you know i used to when i was working for fan way back when uh, i used to cover the stanks you know when susan was uh was off and, and i and i would fill in for her and then i went over there anyway working you know uh, freelance stuff and I used to cover them when when he was with the Yankees. There probably John was no more favorite a, a player that I covered, and maybe even all of sports to tell you the truth than Ricky Henderson. I mean, whether it was goofy stories like that, he always used to refer to himself in third person, which generally is annoying as hell. But somehow or another, with Ricky, it just he's one of those guys. You know, a lot of times he would make you wait. You know, he, he you know generally players would just talk to you before they hit the shower, the, the main guys, uh, you know, he wouldn't, he would take a shower first and he'd get dressed right in front of you. He'd have no problem just disrobing, you know, he would do goofy things that, you know, generally would, would piss off a, a reporter, but uh, you know, it's, it's like a joke, you know, one comedian could tell a joke and, and it's boring as hell. And the next guy could give the same exact joke and laugh. It, that's how he was. He had one of those personalities that no matter what he did, it was Ricky. It was Ricky being Ricky. He was funny. You didn't take him seriously. And I, I don't doubt that story to be true. I really don't. I mean, that, that sounds like something he probably would do, that he would never cash the check, not realizing that, okay, this is actual money, you know. But uh, whatever happened, we haven't, I haven't seen him in eons, right? I mean, I hope he's still okay. Jeez, get to talk about a person and find out later. Yeah, I, I, I think he's probably okay. You know, when he was on the Yankees, he had an apartment, you know, with a great – uh, a great view of the skyline in New York City, and he said that one of the reasons he liked his apartment so much is that it had a view of the entire state building. Entire <laughs> state building. That's what he thought it was called. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. He was he was and a classic. You were talking really about 
you were talking about his shenanigans in the um, the locker room. Apparently, Ricky liked to, you know, sort of wander. He liked to wander around the locker room, you know, butt naked, come out of the he shower. Did. He didn't care. Yeah. And, no, he uh, didn't. He had. Speaking of legendary, apparently Ricky uh, unrobed made everybody feel very, very inadequate. If you know what I mean, people's jaws just sort of hit the floor. And were like, "Holy smokes, this guy's packing!" Thanks, Scott. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know, and not that we're going to be uh, comparing schlongs here, but I will say that he had nothing on Dave Winfield. <clears throat> so eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. Uh, Richard in West Virginia. Rich, town, welcome to Bagels and Bad Meats Wheeling, on West this uh, Thursday morning, opening day of baseball. Wrote a boy with a six-gun in his hand. Were you able to download the song, Richard? Have you heard that song yet in its entirety? No, I haven't heard it. I never heard it before, and I have no idea what it is. It's just, uh, I don't know. I don't know where it comes from. I just never heard it. It's a popular, it's a pretty, well, it was a 70s song. It was a very popular song. I'm sure if you go to your neighbors and say, what's that song with Wheeling, West Virginia in it? I, I bet they would tell you Billy Joel. So, Well, if I, was allowed to call, if I was allowed to call the local show, I would ask them. But I've been banned off of them for a year or so. I wouldn't call banned? them. I don't think. What did yeah, you I've been banned off the list. I, I've never, well, I, I can't say I've never been, I did, I did ban one guy, uh, but that's because, yeah. But what, what did you, dare I ask, what did you do, Richard, to get banned from your local uh, Wheeling, West Virginia radio stations? Not knowing, I cannot say, henceforth I hesitate to respond. It's been, they just had a couple a-holes working there. They got a producer on there when I would call in. Just didn't like my subjects, didn't like me coming on there, would keep me off the air. And I really don't think I did anything. I just think it's because just they just have a bunch of a-holes on the station that just wouldn't let me on. I don't think I really did anything. I can't imagine you, Richard, doing anything to piss people off so much that they ban you. I mean, you sound like an innocent old man. Maybe a little grumpy, but, you know, we all are. So shame, shame on AM 1600 Wheeling, West Virginia, as much as we love them. We got, we, maybe, uh, maybe I'll yeah, send them an yeah. email, Rich. Get your, get your back in good graces with a great radio station. No, I don't want them back on. I had uh, the one host on there who told me that I not only don't want you calling, but I don't even want you listening to the show. He told me that. Damn, brother, that's that you know that's hardcore getting banned, you know, when they don't even want you to oh, register really on the needle. Yeah, uh, well, we that like that's what, it, what? I said we like you here, so you're you're welcome to call in anytime on our program. Bagels and bad beats. Oh, okay. The one thing you were talking about was uh, this is something I wish you could have on there. Players that are making these just enormous amounts of money. You were saying like thirty million dollars a year for a baseball player. That's what I think. I mean, we're doing something to we lost you. Maybe that's why, Rich. Maybe that's why they kicked you off because the signal was dropped. We, we we lost you there. But I know where you're going with that. Um, I've heard this a thousand times. What are you going to do? You know, that's the going rate. You know, that that's Major League Baseball. Like I said, you know, it would take a, an overhaul of amount of contracts to come back down to earth to think that, you know, it's going to affect 
how much you're paying if that's where you're going to go buy a ticket or go buy a hot dog or a Coke or a beer at a game. I mean, it, it, you're right. I mean, it's crazy, but when you consider how much money the owners are making, it's it's not going in the other direction anytime soon. And I don't even think this virus stuff is going to stop the pain and true. 844-843-6879. We'll close out our number one next right here on Big News. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Bagel. Now, back to bagels and bad beats with Scott Wetzel. Here they are. One strike away, one out away. 3-2. Washington Nationals are world champions for the first time in franchise history. Fox Television with the call. Yeah, the Nationals. You know, this is a good day and a bad day if you're a Washington Nationals fan. And I'm serious. Yeah, it's obviously a good day. Baseball is back. Opening day. You get to kick off the season giving you your just due against the uh, Stanks and all that, so you got to be happy. However, I will tell you, as a Red Sox fan, and we've been able to win three World Series now in the last, uh, you know, whatever it is, 12, 13 years, uh, there is a, you know, a malaise the following year, just a, you know, blah. You just, I just, you know what, I'm still celebrating the year before. I don't care what happens this year. I do think that affects not only the players, but the fans themselves. So if I'm a Nationals fan, I know this is going to sound uh, crazy, but I wouldn't want the season to begin. You know, as long as the season doesn't begin, I'm still the defending champs. You know, if the season would have started April, no one would be talking about the Nationals as defending champs. But since the season is only starting now, you guys got an extra couple of months, which is obviously a pretty darn good thing. But you know what? Uh, you might as well be greedy. Just have the season not go on at all. And then I'm still the Nash- I'm still the champs. So, you know, whether I won in 2020 or I won in 2019, I am the last team to win a World Series. And I get to be defending champs two years in a row, even though we didn't play this year. So as a Nationals fan, I'd probably have more disgust that the season is starting tonight than anything else, as crazy as that might sound. Because once the season begins, your reign as champions is over. It is over, national fans. So put away the World Series gear. Put away the World Series hats. Put away the World Series T-shirts and sweatshirts and maybe some hoodies and uh, beer mugs and shot glasses and everything else. Put it all away because your reign as champions ends officially 8 o'clock Eastern time tonight. It's the ice no. Football news coming up next right here at Bagels and Bad Beach. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 